to begin, to begin, how to start. Welcome to Cock and Bowl Minute, a Tristram Shandy story, a podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story, one minute at a time. Good lord, what is this story all about? Cock and a bull story. Here's your host, me, Robert Black. I don't know how these episodes start now. <laughs> I finally recorded an introduction for them, and now I don't know what to say. Um, so hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> and I also forget what I say in the introduction. <laughs> I've only used it once. <laughs> I just made it last week. I believe it establishes, let's see, blah, 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 title of the show. Here's your host. I think I introduced myself as the host, and then I say me. Okay. So, Hello. Um, I'm here with Alice. You don't use your last name on Facebook, but it's... Yeah, I use Alice Lauren. That's okay. Ostensibly, we're here to talk about Tristram Shandy, a, a cock and bull story, but I'm betting you've never seen that. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> it happens. I've only seen it once in 2005 uh, when it came out on DVD, actually. I watched it. Didn't even see it in the theater. And I'm not sure if I'm going to watch the whole thing again before I finally start doing it minute by minute. It's I'm a thinking movie just... or a TV show? It is a movie um, based on the novel, the multi-volume novel from, I think, the 1700s by Lawrence Stern, uh, which is this really rambling, often distracted narrative of Tristram Shandy, who's trying to tell his life story. Mm. But he keeps getting distracted by tangents and... It takes him several volumes to get to his own birth because he has so many tangents about his parents and relatives and other things going on in the world at the time he was born. And, which, actually, I thought of last night watching the Golden Globes because, what's her name, did the Lifetime Achievement for TV, Ellen DeGeneres, was yeah. m making like jokes about how they wouldn't play her off the stage because she was getting a special award. And she's like, but I'm going to keep it short. Oh, yeah. And then starts with, so I was born and like starts telling her whole life story oh, on stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, just, it reminds me of those, like, sometimes I use those, like, put you to sleep podcast things. Mm. Like, it kind of bores you until you fall asleep <laughs> and they go on different tangents and yeah. different. It's just, it's amazing. But you, like, you, yeah, you, you sleep pretty quick. <laughs> no, I know you were watching the Golden Globes yesterday. Yeah. Had you seen a lot of the movies? Not a lot. I think I took a quiz that it was like, you've seen, like, between the movies and TV, like, you've seen 12 out of 60 or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, not, not a ton of, I mean, like, I feel like I've seen a lot of movies, especially, like, in theaters, I've seen more than I've ever, you know, seen, seen before, but. Because I always thought of it like as a tree, and then I was I was dating someone who was like, you know, let's just go to the movies, and I'm like, this is a, not as much of a treat anymore, although I do like it. <laughs> but the, the problem is, is that I don't want to go see all these big dramatic things. Like I wanna, I wanna see big movies, of course, but like I wanna be like relaxed and have fun, and it's you know comedic and sure, I, I like to think and everything, but do I really want to go? You know, do I really want to go see 1917 or whatever? I mean, come on. It's just, it's just, it looks, I don't know, both fascinating and boring at the same time, I guess, in a sense. It's, it's, it's not boring, but if you're not, not into, boring. like, the structure of it with the war thing, and mm -hmm. the trailers do a bad job of telling you what the movie is, because the movie is set up like it's one long take. Oh. And so it's, like, following them in real time as they're trying to get, like, behind enemy lines. Mm-hmm. 
But so it's not boring. But yeah, if you don't think you're going to be interested when you see the trailer, you probably shouldn't see it. But if you are going to see it, I would say see it on a big screen. Yeah, yeah. Of course, if you like the subject matter and, and everything there, I mean, anything can be interesting. Two popes can be, you know, interesting if you're all mm-hmm. into popes or whatever. But but like, well, I'm not yeah. even into popes, but I like the two popes. That movie yeah. was cool. Yeah. It's like just two old guys talking, but they're two like great actors. Well, yeah, and, and, and it took me a bit because I thought it was like a documentary, and then I'm like, Anthony Hopkins was never the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither was Jonathan Price, but they both do pretty good in that movie. Mm. I'd seen, other than what, two of the foreign film nominees, I think I'd seen everything up for a movie. Oh, no, and Harriet. I hadn't seen Harriet. Yeah. But it was only up for actors. Yeah, I do want to see Parasite. Parasite um, is I mean, wonderful. I heard, I heard that's, yeah, like a very, like, you know, thinker, you know, mm-hmm. deep, deep kind of movie. Um, and then I do have to, as the director said, kind of get over the, the subtitle yeah. and, yeah. you know, let myself kind of enjoy that. I mean, I know someone was saying that it was, had like one kind of bloody scene. It's set up as like a horror film, but it's not a horror film because that kind of scares yeah. me away is that it sounds scary too. Yeah, when I saw the first trailer for that and I knew the director because his first movie I saw was The Host, which is a monster movie. Mm-hmm. But it also has like social commentary going on and other right. stuff. But it's primarily it's structured as a monster movie. I thought this was a horror film. Mm-hmm. It's not a horror film. No. I mean, its plot could fit a horror film, you know, like family finagling themselves into someone else's house one by one. And then some people end up dead. Mm-hmm. But it's not a horror film. It's like this big social commentary thing. But it's also, you know, I think two plus hours long and yeah, yeah you got to read the subtitles so for a lot of people they wouldn't even go near it yeah which is too bad for them but like yesterday i saw um pain and glory which is a spanish film mm-hmm. that was also up for the it didn't win but it was up for it and i, I loved it you know but yeah you got to read it <laughs> so you got to be in the mood for that I'd, i even me i like foreign films but i don't watch them at home a lot yeah. because i know at home it's way too easy to be distracted yeah, that's that's true, too. And so, like, right. you want to pick up your phone and check something. Even if sometimes I'll just look up something about the movie I'm watching, if nothing else. So if I'm watching a foreign film, I have to be able to focus. And so I like seeing them in the theater far more than watching them at home. Yeah, I guess. And, and I'm, 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 I mean, it. I'm always reading, because I just really like closed captions in mm. general anyway. So oh, I, I, always have the, I always have captions on. Yeah, yeah. But if you have to read them, you have to be able to focus on them. Which isn't always the easiest thing to do. Right. When was the... I'm just looking. Yeah, so this must have been, wow, two years ago. So I was just thinking what other foreign film I've seen recently. And I saw Cold War, that, that Polish film, and it wasn't very good. I saw that one in theaters. Yeah, that was two years ago, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I saw that was released just about, yeah, two years ago. It's amazing. Wait, which, is that the married couple that their kid disappears? Is that that movie? Mm, no, it's the... Impossible romance uh, with different backgrounds. Oh, the black and white one. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. was last year. I was thinking of the movie Loveless, which came out the year before. Yes, yeah, it was 2018. And then it was the, the the ballerina movie one, I think, was pretty recently, too. There was a foreign film? Well, I don't know if it was. Maybe it wasn't, wasn't that foreign. Maybe parts of it. I'm trying to remember. It depends which ballerina movie. The first one I thought of is Black Swan. Yeah, I know. No, I've never, but that's I've never not a foreign seen Black film. Swan, but the the guy one, the one. Oh God, the male 
dancer. What the heck? <laughs> like Magic Mike. No, uh, <laughs> the foreign <laughs> film Magic Mike. No, it was the white. I think it was the white. Um, something White Crow. There we go. Oh, I don't think I saw the that. White Crow. Oh yes, yes. It was last year. It might. Oh, it was uh, directed by Ralph Ralph Fiennes, right? That's how you say his name. Rafe. Ralph Fiennes. Rafe Fiennes. Oh, Rafe Fiennes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. didn't see this movie. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I'm I, I'm Russian, so like, so like I sometimes I've seen those Russian films. I took a Russian film course in in college and mm. everything there, and so. Oh yeah, it's about Nureyev. Okay. Yeah. Story of Rudolf Nureyev's defection to the West. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Made me think of White Knights movie from the 80s about dancers. That yeah, I've seen that too. Brezhnikov yeah. was in. I love that movie. I've seen that many times because we had it on video. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't see this one. And then what else was, let's see. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I, I groaned every time it won something. Because what a horrible movie. It, Just, yeah. I get it. It's a love letter, you know, to the... What, the <laughs> what the 60s i don't want to like yeah it's like, the 60s no. yeah the 60s <laughs> but it, oh god my problem with tarantino is he's clearly a really good filmmaker mm-hmm. but he is a very immediately after uh, reservoir dogs he was allowed free reign to do whatever he wanted in film Oh. and i think he took that in the wrong direction and he is way too indulgent in his own fetishes and his own weird enjoyment like violence for fun often disproportionately against women yeah when it's fun and which this movie has a bunch of at the end it's like yeah those are awful people about to commit murders but that doesn't mean we have to like laugh and cheer when you beat them up oh yeah and uh, he he his movies increasingly have bugged me i mean i liked yeah and then he's and then he started doing the advertising thing where he was numbering them it's like this is the ninth film and i'm like shut up it's not a collector's set. You need to stop it. Yeah. I mean, I was always, you know, turned off because I... Of course, this is the ninth episode from Cock and Bull Minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, because I don't like the, you know, bloody, gory, violent yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, I never want to see Kill Bill. I don't want to see, you know, all these all these things. Mm, um, yeah. I don't know if Pulp Fiction is or not. But, yeah. But, so, I mean, there, there were, like, some that I saw. He he gets great performances out of his actors. I mean, that um, Brad Pitt he won yesterday, right? Yeah. Or was he just nominated? He won. Did he win? Yeah, he won for supporting. Like I was fine with that. He was great in that movie. Mm-hmm. His character has some flaws, but they're in the writing and the directing, not in the acting. And so I'm good with it. Same with Joaquin Phoenix. I didn't particularly like Joker as a film, but Joaquin yeah. Phoenix is what was amazing in that. It movie. was really good. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, was Django and, and I, of course, I loved Inglorious Bastards. As a mm. Jewish person, I loved Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, was there more gore or less gore there than like the earlier Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill stuff? Like, oh, well, I'm, Kill Bill's I'm, definitely got the most. Okay, I'm, I'm basically trying to ask if I should be afraid or not. You, if you don't like blood, don't watch Kill Bill because okay. there are literally scenes. There is a scene that was filmed processed at least deliberately in black and white because you could get away with more blood as long as it's not red when you go when it comes to the ratings board Ooh. and there's a scene that's deliberately animated and a scene that's deliberately silhouettes behind like a screen mm-hmm. so he could get around a ratings board while having excessive amounts of blood because wow. he's doing like a 
sort of exploitation movie 70s style with a lot of martial arts violence and excessive blood. That's deliberate. He does that deliberately. Mm -hmm. And so Kill Bill's got the most. There's not a lot of that in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No. But when it comes to violence, it's having fun with violence. Yeah, yeah, it's more about like yeah, like the, the pretty aesthetic and yeah. right and yeah, and, and obviously yeah, the way that he handles women and everything. I mean, I know someone mm-hmm. was saying I think on, on Twitter yesterday that like he was saying all these nice things about his actors, and then like Margot Robbie saying, "Oh, her goodness," you know, shows so yeah. much of what he thinks. You know, women bring to the screen, which which she does. I mean, her yeah. character in the film, as the film wasn't much, yeah, exists. <laughs> is basically sort of innocent, who just happens to be wandering around the town, and we all know at the end of the movie she's going to die. Yeah. You know, because that's the story. Right. And, wait, you haven't seen it, right? I I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, I'll say say spoilers for the listener and just warn them, but I don't want to spoil it for you if you hadn't seen it. Spoilers. In the movie, she doesn't die. That's how he twists the whole history thing, like he did Mm -hmm. with Inglorious Bastards before, and you know, alter the end of the the story. But that's the setup is she's this innocent that we just keep coming back to as she's having a good day. Yeah. Which is a lovely thing if you think about an ending where she dies. I think subverting the ending actually screws with her portrayal because now she's just a useless appendage in a movie that didn't have anything to do with her. Yeah. Which is even worse that she has almost no dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. She was just there to look pretty, yeah. I mean, maybe there's more to her in a longer cut of the film, but I don't want to see a longer cut of the film. Oh, God, no. I was already like, what is that? I'm just looking at my friend in horror like, what the heck? <laughs> what is, what is, there's no story. It, I mean, like, no. there's a story which, somewhere. <laughs> which even that, I'm fine with it. Like, the, the central relationship of Leonardo and Brad's characters mm-hmm. is great. Like a little movie about, like, an actor and a, and a stuntman who are friends yeah. and, like, both of their careers are kind of been around a while, might be getting too old. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. But then you latch onto it, all this historical stuff, and it's like you expect something else from it, and I don't like where he went with yeah, it. Yeah, there, there was a lot I had to Google, you know, like, oh, this person <laughs> was based... I mean, yeah. I mean, I oh, si- 60s it. history was, like, a favorite of mine as a history major undergrad, so yeah. I was I was enjoying that stuff. Like, they did a good d- job visually of displaying, like, 60s Hollywood. Mm-hmm. and stuff so i appreciated it it didn't make my top movies of the year list mm-hmm. but i appreciate it i wouldn't give tarantino directors award for it yeah which they didn't so that was okay with that they did give him screenplay <laughs> yeah maybe not for the screenplay either that's that's what's bizarre too but okay <laughs> i'm hoping the oscars will treat that a little differently he'll probably get nominated but the Oscars split the screenplay category up yeah. instead of the Best Picture category. And so maybe it'll end up playing a little differently. Because like here, his movies even got nominated as a comedy, which it's not. Yeah, that too. And so then it wins because it's a more, I don't know, in not in-depth, but it's, a, it's more elaborate comedy, in quotes, mm. than Dolomite is my name or... Well, Knives Out is actually more complex. I don't know how they decided that. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't have given it to it, but yeah, it won. Oh, it on, oh yeah, yeah. My my friend was was telling me about uh, Tom Hanks being. I think yeah, I think it was Tom Hanks being nominated as best supporting actor, and he was like, "What? 
What do you mean, best supporting actor? It's a movie about Mr. Rogers. Well, it's not, yeah. though. Right, I had a feeling it was an interview. The, the advertising makes it feel like it's going to be like a biopic about Mr. Rogers. It's not that. He's, he is a supporting character in the film. Yeah. So that's... that's well, that and also the, I mean, they can kind of submit themselves as anything. If it's a strong race and, you know, you know yeah. lead, then, you know. Oh, yeah. So. Sometimes you nominate yourself in a category, or your, your agent or your people do, yeah. because it's easier for you to get into that category, yeah. not because it's where you properly fit. And... Like, the Academy, I don't think, has restrictions on that, like screen time. Like, people have won with a few minutes of screen time for things. And I think uh, Frances McDormand won for Fargo as, I think she won as lead. And she, though it feels like she's in a lot of that movie, she has only like 20-some minutes of screen time, I think. Wow. Because the movie keeps going to other characters. Because she has this interesting backbone to the story. It feels like she's in more of it. Oh. But that's what she would win. If you put her supporting, who was she up against? I don't remember who she was up against that year. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but, you know, maybe she wouldn't have won. I don't know. Yeah. There's a political aspect to it. Um, but yeah, going down other other winners. I mean, Judy, I, I saw, I did see Judy. Oh, Judy was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, Renee. I was glad she won. Don't deserve yeah. that. Yeah. The Farewell. The, the Farewell is in English, right? Yes. I was, like, not sure. Okay. The Farewell, there's a little bit in, um... Not in English, but it's subtitled, but the movie is in English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Because her, the grandmother character doesn't speak English. Okay. And so that's, that's one of the ways they get around telling her, like, they have a conversation about the fact she has cancer while she's in the room, but she doesn't know what they're saying. Oh, okay. Makes more sense. I do have to see Marriage Story, but it is one of those. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I know it's on Netflix. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm just going to sit down and watch the breakup of a marriage, you know? Like, yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's not something you're going to really, I mean, you might enjoy it for just <laughs> watching it. I don't want to put it. But it depends like, how you define enjoy. Yeah, enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, a breakup. I mean, uh, I on a some level, yes, I enjoyed that film. On another level, it, like, broke my heart and, like, made me feel horrible. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm divorced. I've been in sort of, we didn't have an embattled, like, divorce with lawyers and all that, but still the feelings that are in some of those scenes of, like, uh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And and then Laura Dern was nominated in that yeah, movie, and I, and I didn't see that one, but I did see her. I just saw Little Women, which I don't know how I really felt about that one. Mm. I, know, I don't know if that was nominated, really. It, it, it wasn't nominated for the Golden Globes, I don't think. No. no. It's nominated for, I think, Critics' Choice next week and um, mm-hmm. SAG, I think, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about Little Women. I'm trying to remember exactly. The cool one with that is that Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, they're married. Yeah. He directed Marriage Story. She directed Little Women. Right. They're both nominated for, I think it's Critics' Choice mm-hmm. next week, for a director, like up against each other, which I think is cool. Oh. I think it's the first time it's ever happened that husband and wife were nominated the same year. Oh, that's cute. And watching Little Women, it's a fairly basic adaptation of the book, like the story we've seen before. But I think Greta Gerwig, it's only her second feature, right? Directing. Mm-hmm. And she is really good at what she's doing. She's like, she knows what she's doing. And I'm looking forward to more from her. Yeah. I think maybe that it was too... Like, it's good that it was modern, but maybe... I'm trying to remember exactly what my issues were, that it was too too 
modern or was something about some of the writing. Well, she played the story less linear than usual. She put it yeah. not back and forth between the the seven year. I think that's what it is. Also, yeah, I didn't. Some of it I couldn't understand if it was now, if it was flashback, if it was a dream sequence, if mm-hmm. it was. You know, there were a lot of strange... Well, yeah, and I've never read that book, so my primary measurement is the 90s movie mm-hmm. with, like, Winona Ryder and Claire Danes and I don't remember who else was in that, Kirsten Dunst, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, what's his name? Batman. Christian Bale. Oh, wow. As Laurie. Like, that's the one I'm thinking of, and I'm like, I didn't even remember it covering that much time. I thought the sister just got sick once and then died. I'm like, was that from the book? Did they change that for that movie or change it for this movie? And I don't know. Oh. But it was interesting because then it was giving me something different than I expected. So I appreciated that. Interesting. And then let's see. So, yeah, we had Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. I mean, I had a lot of people like, oh, don't, you know, don't go see Joker. Kind of glamorizing the male shooter, the mental illness, mm. the, all that stuff, which I don't think it really did necessarily. I mean, it, it did obviously with like, the whole thing when they were all supporting him on the streets yeah. and dressing up. I mean, obviously, like, that is, you know, su- supporting a, a villain. But in a way, I, I think it really, I don't know, it was it, it was it was poignant. It was interesting. I mean, it definitely shook you some of those very scary killings. <laughs> there weren't, weren't too many of them, but there was... Some- well, yeah, when it got to violence, it treated it as real. Well, I, I definitely like that. It wasn't, you know, very, it wasn't very comic book but uh well it was i don't know it wasn't a very comic book but it was more of like a, a piece about mental illness and kind of how how far how we really need to have more of that access in this country i mean it was definitely great social commentary it certainly touches on that i don't know if the movie is about it as much as yeah it thinks it is hmm. but it, it's yeah, it's like dealing with a real-world sort of problem and playing on it. I have problems with that movie. Extreme, that's that's yeah. actually one of them. Is I think it uses that topic more as a jumping-off point than as an actual like story device. Okay. Which it could have made more of, but eh, at least it's trying, I guess. Although you know, had a great review, Rocket Man. Yeah. Great, amazing. Rocket Man was great. I still need to watch the Bohemian Rhapsody one. I think I like started two seconds you know in but yeah i have to watch that one i don't know yeah that was good too i know there were a lot of like weird kind of i know there was like the beatles one which i still have to see that you mean yesterday kind of the what if you woke up and there's you know no beatles or whatever yeah yesterday (laughs) but yeah rocket man i mean i loved Taron edgerton i love i don't think he's gonna be in the new kingsman but i loved all the yeah because it's a flashback so he's not in there okay um well, Joker got original score. I mean, I think we're mm-hmm. the first woman to, or maybe not, maybe first woman. I don't know if it's the first, but it's definitely a big deal. Yeah, in she many was... years. Oh, best motion picture. This is not Frozen 2's year. Another one. That I think I'm waiting for it to come out in like the three dollar theater or something. It's it's a pretty good movie yeah. actually. Yeah. But yeah, the animated category was weird because it was what three sequels. And Disney movies to boot. Yeah, three sequels and a remake. It wow. was Frozen 2, How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. What's that? Three. That's 
uh, Toy Story 4 and then the Lion King movie, which technically isn't. Which I found out yesterday. Was billed as live action. I found out yesterday. I think I asked my uh, my speaker. I'm not going to say it right now. But I asked my speaker, you know, is it were there any live animals? Because I thought it was live animals in the Lion King, but with, like, a lot of... You know, affects a lot of you know. Mouth yeah, moving. that's what it felt like they were going yeah. to make when they announced it. But no, there I believe there is only one live action shot in the entire movie, and it's the opening scene with the sun rising. Oh, everything else is CGI background, CGI animals. Animated, like, well, yeah. So it's just kind of like, look how far we've come. Yeah. So yeah, it is more animated, but that's not how they sold the movie. Yeah, because what I read, like Lady and the Tramp, they got real shelter dogs. You know, <laughs> yeah, put that out there, so but like cool. this one, they couldn't even get a bunch of lions i don't know but you know i'm sure whatever you could train any or just make it like cats you know cats, people yeah. in costumes that's all we needed yeah oh would have been great but yeah it was but then but then missing link beats those and missing link i like um Leica, the company that made them because they did uh kubo and the two strings which was wonderful oh missing link is cute and his great animation. I thought Missing Link was going to be like... I didn't see that one because I thought that it was going to be like the Yeti movie that I saw feels like recently. Abominable? No. Well, I, don't, I didn't see that one. It was another one, maybe. Oh. I saw Joker, Judy, and Abominable on the same night. Oh and it was God. That was part of why my first review of Joker that I recorded late at night <laughs> wasn't very good. is because I was in a good mood after watching Judy and yeah. Abominable. <laughs> oh, oh, Alaska too. Yeah, no, it was another. It was something about I don't know what it was, but like I feel like there were so many Yeti Sasquatch <laughs> animated movies coming out somehow. So I was like, oh, not another one. But Missing Link was fine. I mean, it's my favorite animated movie. It wasn't up for a Golden Globe, so it's called uh, I Lost My Body. It's on Netflix. Oh, I believe it's on the sh- was on the short list for animated films for the Oscars, so it might end up in there. It's also a foreign film, so it's got captions as well. And then I don't know how like into TV and stuff you are, but I just love Fleabag a lot. Oh yeah, Fleabag that is my is favorite. Yeah. I'm so sad that it's not coming uh-huh. back. It's okay. She'll make something else. She'll make something after else. Fleabag ended. I went back and watched her previous show, and lo- and I liked that one too. It wasn't as good as Fleabag, but it was good. And so I'm like, I'm assuming she'll do something else good. I'm fine with it. What else is she in? I mean, I, I just thought she just did the one-woman Fleabag show or whatever. She did. Oh, what's the name of that? Gosh, I thought I saw something. Phoebe Waller-Bridge made... Crashing. Oh. That's what it's called. I think it's on It's on either Hulu or Netflix. I forget where I watched it. Mm-hmm. But it's only six episodes. Oh, okay. But it's like people that live in... They live in buildings that are going to be torn down, so they get, like, really cheap rent from the city by, like, just taking care of the building while it's waiting to be demolished or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a bunch of these, like, poor, like, the kind of people that be in rent, the musical Rent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or they just need somewhere to crash. <laughs> cheap. But then it's, like, their various, like, relationships with each other, because mm-hmm. the same group of people keep ending up in the same buildings together. It was interesting, but only six episodes. All right, so it'll be short. It'll be okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm not going to, like, go through the whole TV thing, but I do want to say the first, I think I think it was the first award that was given out uh, for, for Rami. <laughs> I think I tweeted at the actor himself, like, all right, you sold me with that speech. Like, yeah. okay, none of y'all watched my show. It's fine. Uh-huh. I watched <laughs> the first two episodes last night after the Yeah, hits. I was like, all right, you are 
that's it. Like, <laughs> and the show's cool. It's it's very simple premise. It's, he's just a like a young Muslim who's his parents want him to marry a Muslim girl, but he's like, so introduce me to one. <laughs> they won't do it, so he just goes out with whoever. And mm-hmm. he's living in, I guess it's New York, mm-hmm. and so he he's not meeting the right people, but he's trying to be a good person. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty good so far. I've only watched two episodes. Just like I watched two episodes of Succession yesterday. Right. Which one for drama? But is that one on like HBO or something? That's, that's on HBO, yeah. Them, yeah. Those ones, I don't know if I can get. But um, I mean, overall, what did you think of Ricky Gervais? Um, I thought he was great, even when he was. I, I um, I love that conservatives today were like quoting Ricky Gervais as like going after Hollywood. Yeah. And I'm like, it's that hypocrisy we're like yes when the actor says something we like he's right but Mm -hmm. he's right about actors needing to shut up i'm like um you don't see the irony in liking him saying that do you right right yeah (laughs) he he had uh i think he had an even more tired energy than he's had in other years yeah i like him i look forward to him like he's really over being the host yeah i yeah i did not like his energy um, it, but in previous years, it felt like he was pretending that he didn't really want to be there, and he's just having a good time. Mm-hmm. This one, it felt like he really doesn't want to host anymore, but they had a contract, and so he's stuck or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it I, felt yeah, weird. Yeah, and I I liked his you know, opening monologue. I mean, I wish mm-hmm. more energy. Yeah. I liked his opening monologue. I think some of the, there were like two little like jokes, like kind of like in the middle, not of that monologue, but just like between award awards or whatever i think yeah one that was gosh, what was it um and i don't care i mean he got weird about james corden and judy dench and i had mm-hmm. to look up what the heck did you know the lot, lot of bleeping going on <laughs> you know what you know what was he talking about what was joaquin phoenix talking about yeah. you know all all that stuff but it was oh gosh i'm trying to remember like the, the first one oh about the in memoriam that like it was mostly white people and like oh, yeah. the implication, like yes, more people of color should die. Not what he meant, but like that was a weird implication. <laughs> right, that's not what he meant. Right. The joke was funny until you think about it the other way, and you're like, wait yeah. a second. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I think reading it like yeah, on paper, it's you know okay, <laughs> but yeah, the set of that was so weird. And then the like, no women directors were. Yeah, we're, we're, so then we're, we're just not going to hire any. Well, maybe, women, you know, it ended up being, yeah, like, that women, you know, at least we let you broads direct, you know, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but part of the problem with the Golden Globes, and it, I think it goes to Ricky Gervais, is because people are able to drink yeah. during the awards, they either are, by the end of the show, low energy, depending on how they deal with alcohol, or yeah. really hyper and willing to say whatever. Yeah. And so you get speeches as the show goes that are either really fun mm-hmm. or kind of slow. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what happened with a few people, but like Michelle Williams, for example, had a great things to say, but she was speaking like very low energy and kind of quiet. And I'm like, has she had like drinks and she's got low energy? Is she just tired? Cause you know, she's a mother and an actor or I don't know. Yeah. But then like Ricky Gervais, by, by the end of the show, it's like, if you want to leave, just leave, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, like, I think what made it worse is that, because at first I was like, oh, well, I'm sure he didn't mean, you know, anything about the women directors, you know, or letting you direct. Right. Like, but then I think now, kind of, like, later, you're like, oh, what if he really does, 
mean that, and he, and he means it in a really mean well, way. Well, that's also part of his comedy style. Yeah. Is, like, make people uncomfortable, where you're not sure, did, did he mean it? Yeah, that? The, yeah. The, and there, there's, if there's he did mean it, did he mean it how I think he meant it? <laughs> yeah. The truth in comedy. Just like the, the Hollywood thing at the beginning, like, no one cares what you have to say, just get up, take your award, say thank you, and fuck off. It's like, well, sure, except you're also an actor who has been up for a Golden Globe before. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. pretty sure he has been. You know, so it's it's that deliberate, like, irony and that some people don't get. And it's an interesting style. Yeah. Which yeah. can be fun, especially at the beginning of the show. Yeah. But when he'd come in in between things and, like, making a joke about how the awards are going long, it's was funny, like, 20 years ago. But. Right, right, yeah. I'm I'm wondering, like, who who would they even think, you know, who would be a good, I don't know, Golden Globes Oscar host, even? I mean, I don't know. I feel like they're going to pull out Billy Crystal again. No, he's got to You know, if they want someone super nice. Yeah, he's old, but someone super nice or, you know, whatever. Um, they've, they've had, I mean, Ricky Gervais has been a good host for Golden Globes. Uh, who did... Um, Neil Patrick Harris was pretty good when he did. I was gonna the, say, yeah, Amy the, Poehler and Tina Fey. I like. Yeah, they were good. Good, yeah. I mean, I, I, everyone will have something to say. <laughs> I would love the idea of like a Bill Hader doing it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Because he has some comedy that can be a little biting, but he also seems like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unlike Ricky Gervais, where I feel like maybe he's kind of a jerk, and that's how he just channels that into his comedy yeah exactly so he can be sort of nice and into regular people but but i don't know how nice he'd be as a pro i don't know i don't know i mean i kind of like seth MacFarlane too i mean i know people mm, that'd be good he was inappropriate it, he can this, he but. can go a bit dumb sometimes yeah, yeah. oh yeah the we saw your boobs thing that was yeah well, it's like, um, uh, what's the dude that used to be on silicon valley hosted the spirit awards last year and it was just kind of dumb yeah and I was like, ugh, <laughs> you know, move on. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, are they gonna get like a talk show host? I don't know. T.J. Miller. T. Oh, T.J. Miller. And he's a bit problematic these days, anyway. But yeah, he hosted Spirit say, Awards. Yeah. I was like, ugh. I was gonna say, yeah, and then it feels like at some point in the in the night they kind of almost have like an audition for who should have been hosting it. You know, Kate McKinnon. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> she would be great. I don't know about Oscars, but she'd be good for Golden Globes. Yeah, because it's much more. Relaxed, less regal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but are, are they, so they're not allowed to drink at the Oscars. I guess what makes it really that? Well, no, you can drink, but you can only drink out in the bar. So, oh, the Golden Globes—they have drinks at the table, yeah. And so you can just keep having drinks the whole show and be drinking. And there's food too, but most a lot of them don't eat until after. Yeah, the Oscars. Oh yeah, that's it. You have to leave the theater to get a drink, mm -hmm. and so mostly people aren't drinking. Oh, and this episode has gone long. Is it? I know. I'm like, now I want, like, what else was nominated well, that we haven't even <laughs> talked about? <laughs> well, we could continue this conversation, but just be weird, because then it'd be like, now the Critics' Choice Awards have happened, and we don't know who won. Alice, where can listeners hear more from you? Yeah, so um, you can find me on my Twitter, AliMezh, A-L-I-M-E-Z-H. I've been on a lot of podcasts, Minute and otherwise. And so I'm currently on the Now You've Seen It podcast. I'm a panelist, at least monthly, I would say. So we just we just released. We're just starting out. Um, we have Alien is out right now. I'm not I'm not in that one, but still, if you've seen Alien, 
listen to that one, Watchmen that I am in, uh, is, it should be coming out this week. Maybe by the time this is out, you'll have listened to it. And, yeah, and I'll be recording Die Hard, Groundhog Day. Um, yeah, I think Die Hard's our Patreon episode. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, what else? Other other things. People are recording tons of tons of cool, cool geeky movie things. So, yeah. And I now have an outro, so I ain't gonna tell you who I am, listeners. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cock Bull Minute, or find us in the Facebook listeners group Cock and Bull Pub. Find more content at LemmingDrops.com. Lemming Drops.